Hey guys, Robert here from Mentors for Military. This cool show here, we actually had a chance to catch up with the mother of all Rucks Foundation. You've probably not heard of them, but hopefully after this show, you'll reach out to them and try to support them any way you can. They're going to be actually rucking across America from San Diego all the way to Washington, D.C. And so we had the opportunity to stop them along their journey while they were sitting in their motorhome and have a chat. And, you know, at times the reception is not that great because they're talking on the telephone out of their motorhome, sitting on the side of the road at an intersection, literally. We obviously had a good time chatting with them and catching up with them along their journey and why it is that they're making such a long road march. So I hope you uh, sit back and enjoy another episode of Mentors for Military. This is the Mentors for Military podcast. Well, cool, guys. Well, first off, welcome to the uh, Mentors Military podcast. So I'm Robert Gowan, and along with me is Scott Johnson. Scott is actually lives over in Wales and uh, served with the British Army EOD and was uh, engineer by, by, I guess, by trade, by starting off and everything. He ended up going to EOD after that. So uh, we're the, the host for the show tonight. I'm former Army, spent uh, 21 years in. But it might be kind of good to go around the room and kind of share who's going to be in on this podcast and especially uh, the whole mother of uh, all rucks team. Um, we know you guys are in a uh, motor home that you guys just secured. We'll talk a little bit more about that. And I uh, can't wait to hear that story and what you guys plan on doing with it. But uh, whoever wants to start it off. <clears throat> we'll start down here with Victor. How's it going? Nice to meet you, brother. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Nice to meet you. Okay, good. I want to make sure I'm talking loud enough. As he cleans his nails with a buck knife. <laughs> I see that. Well, I see a lot of my toes. I went with the nails. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I served five years in the Navy on a destroyer in Norfolk. Then I got out for a few years. I went back in the Army, and I served in 1st Cavalry Division uh, Field Artillery as a medic. So I did about 10 years total. Okay, nice. I see the uh, the Navy shirt, so that means that you must have favored the Navy over the Army then. That's just the cleanest, dirty shirt I had this morning. <laughs> so I decided to throw this on. I served in the Navy first, so kind of my choice. All right. Sounds good, man. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. All right, and uh, my name's Paul. Paul O'Keefe, uh, call sign Anvil. Uh, served about 10 years in the Air Force uh, with... The two guys to my right, um, stationed at Dallas Air Force Base in uh, Vegas, teaching uh, desert warfare, and then at the 820th Security Forces Squadron, uh, deploying all over the world and kicking ass and taking names. Cool. That's what I'm talking about. Well, so I'll turn I'll turn it towards Ralph Call Sign No Show. Hey, what's up, man? Good to meet you guys. Uh, Ralph Cook, uh, call sign no show. That's a that's probably a full full episode in itself. I was gonna say I've got to I've got to dive into that. You know, I I saw that actually out on the website, and I was wondering, okay, everybody's got really cool call sign names. Not that yours is not cool, but it's definitely different. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, let's just say that I was uh. I never missed the party, but I wasn't always where I was supposed to be at the party. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, I uh, I did uh, I did 21 years in the Air Force, 
full, a full, full career was security forces, but I've, I've done a, a multitude of different, different things from flight line security, law enforcement, uh, ground combat instructor with Paul, uh, quality control evaluator, and uh, finished up as an anti-terrorism officer at uh, Nellis Air Force Base. Uh, and you got the coolest mustache out of everyone has seen so far. Yeah, the handlebars, man. Rocking the handlebars. <laughs> I can't get rid of it. I have a seven-year-old that won't let me shave. That's a good reason. Keep her happy. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it over to uh, J.R. Conkright, a.k.a. The Goat. What's up, Rob? What's up, J.R.? Uh, J.R. Conkright, I served just under nine years in the Air Force, um, security forces. My first four and a half was as a criminal investigator, and then my last four and a half was with Paul down at the 820th and 822nd uh, Security Forces Squadron. And like you said, man, all we did was train and deploy, and that's that's pretty much my military career right there. Now, how did you get the name The Goat, though? Just the uh, the goatee? <laughs> He's the greatest yeah. of all time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't grow hair very well, and this is a probably working on nine, ten months. Years. And years. Nine? Years. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't grow face hair. I got a patch beard where, like, some's here, some's here, there. This is the only thing that grows. So When, when yeah. Ralph trims his mustache, he gives it to JR, and he glues it on his face every day. <laughs> See, man, like, I have no hair. Like, I don't grow hair. Like, it's all falling out except for there. So wow. we're, 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 we're Green crew, we're all about the environment. We recycle everything. <laughs> recycle, recycle awesome. So I'm glad you guys came on this show, and I think it'll be really cool to maybe talk about how each of you guys became friends because you've got such diverse backgrounds and so many different, you know, military branches and all of that. So my assumption is is that you guys live in close proximity to one another and just kind of hooked up and became good friends in that way. Um, or, you know, I know a couple of you guys served together, but tell us a little bit about how you, you got connected, um, with one another. Well, first of all, let's, let's get a couple things clear. We're not really friends. We actually don't like each other that much at all. And, uh, we don't live close to, we don't live close to each other either. So th th those assumptions, wrong. both wrong. Wrong. <laughs> right wrong. Off the bat. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. We, we, a couple of us work together in the military and we know that each of the other guys is just crazy enough to do something silly like walking across the country and that is our friendship. So it's more about the uh, the common goal then. So maybe what we ought to do then is totally switch gears because my <laughs> assumptions obviously hey bro, we're, we're fucking with you, man. <laughs> now we're all, we're all friends. Tell us a little bit about how that came up. Was it one of these things where you guys, uh, a few of you guys, hooked up together, and and how how the whole mother of all rucks came about? Because I think the foundation is really cool. And Jr., when you and I had a conversation. You know, we started just talking about some of the, the trials, tribulations, and everything of those who are on active duty trying to make the transition or, you know, the struggles that individuals have when they come back trying to assimilate within the, the private sector and the civilian workspace or just being in a very hypervigilant state. And so uh, it might be, you know, really good for you guys to also talk about just how Mother of All Rucks came about. So... It all started when we had posted a, a video on Instagram and was talking about, hey, he wants to help vets and uh, veteran-owned companies. So I kind of reached out to him and said, hey, man, what are you doing? And 
we said, hey, I think we should just walk across the United States um, and bring an awareness to veteran suicides and, you know, help out um, disabled vets. So from there, you know, I told them, yeah, let, let me think about it, make sure everything was good at home for me to do this. And then I told them yes. And I really don't know how everybody else got joined up with it, but I'm sure it's a similar thing. We Paul said, hey, this is what I want to do. Do you guys want to join? So, I mean, it's just really four crazy-ass former military guys and one female civilian that's joining us on our trip here and there. And that's really how it started, man. So I, Paul, basically called, I basically called the most patriotic guys that I know in, in my group of friends, which is a total of six people in the world. So I called five of them. <laughs> And four, uh, four. Uh, well, it's going down. I keep losing friends, but uh, <laughs> I call, I called the people that I knew would, you know, w- would be able to do it physically and mentally uh, be- because I'd worked with them. And within, you know, minutes of calling these guys and gal, the answer to me was always, yes, let's do this. Cause everybody wants to help, you know, the new generation that's getting out of the service and, the older guys that needs still need help and gals that need help. And it was, it was really easy putting the team together to tell you the truth. Well, there are so many different things that you could have done, Paul, or suggestions that you, you could have offered. Uh, I mean, certainly somebody probably there went, you, you want to do what? So, I mean, what, what made you all of a sudden want to take the walk and, and do this hike across the U S to, to bring this type well, of awareness? Th- there's, there's a lot of people that do a lot of things to raise money for, um, you know, suicide prevention and for wounded veterans. And what it boils down to is walking was the the very easiest activity I could think of to do that, that it wouldn't make me have a heart attack by the end of it. Push-ups are really hard. Squats (laughs) are very hard. CrossFit is all, all that stuff is very hard. Walking we've all done since we were like three. Right. So walking seemed the simple route. Yeah. And actually, it's been pretty hard. Yeah, I bet it is. We're doing these 22 miles a day because that's the average number of, of vets that kill themselves every day. So we're doing 22 miles to create this awareness, but we're also bearing that burden for them to, to, to do this walk and bring attention to the cause. No, I think that's uh, really cool. And, and when you start looking at what you guys have, have already started accomplishing and bringing awareness uh, to the foundation, and well, maybe that's, that's a great point. So, Paul, how did you turn the thought process into an organized foundation? I mean, you've got the friends and everything else, uh, but there's a lot goes into creating a nonprofit. All right. So, so all, joking, all joking aside, um, the, the ruck marching uh, – was because we've all done it. We've all we've all been sucking wind, carrying our our load, you know, somewhere whether it was basic training or overseas, and we wanted to do something that was just as tough as when we were serving. So that's that's where the rucking came in. So don't don't get me wrong when I say we're just walking. We're you know we're still doing something that's physically tough. Um, as far as the foundation goes, setting it up from you know the thought process all the way to where we are now, it took every member of this team busting their ass, you know, on the phones, going down the corporation commissions, um, you know, writing letters, meeting with sponsors, 
and and you know doing everything that was nonstop for three months, and we all took a little bit here and a little bit there to make this thing work. And I think, you know, I I don't know, you know how how other people do it, but I would imagine that they didn't do it as quickly as we did because we ran into a lot of roadblocks and we just found a way to, to push through and get it done. Yeah. Well, standing up a 501 C three is not an easy thing to do. Uh, there are a lot of people. Yeah. There are a lot of people that go out there and try to think that's, you know, something that they can easily put together, but there's a reason why it's so difficult, obviously, just because, you know, a 501 C three means you're not going to be taxed. And that's a very important thing to our government. So, you know, they make you go through a lot of hoops in order to make that work. But the fact that yeah. you had your friends around you supporting you through this whole effort and trying to bring not only awareness, but trying to bring awareness within a community that you're trying to also educate, which is the civilian side of this on your sponsorship, that, yeah. that was pretty cool, too. You know, and that's a big yeah. part, of course, of 501c3s. You know, you know, we've, we've all had our hand in, in business some, some way. When we, when we got out of the service, me and JR have had a couple companies together. Ralph runs his own business. Victor's helped me with a couple different businesses. So we've all, we've all done this at some point. Um, you know, all, all those businesses weren't always um, successful. You know, Ralph's business is very successful. Uh, me and JR's, you know, businesses when we were fighting MMA and stuff, uh, you know, those, those were great while they lasted, but it gave us the education and the knowledge to do something right from the ground up, and that's what we're doing now. When you think about what you guys are doing and, um, you know, what your goal is, how, how has the veteran community seen what you guys are doing and how are they, you know, trying to figure out ways to support you guys? Uh, well, we, we got a, We got a big event that Victor had a contact in Texas at Dias Air Force Base. And uh, actually, I'll just let him tell you about it. <clears throat> Basically, we have the whole town of Abilene going to try to come out and support us on this ruck when we get there mayor police chief fire chief all the local community from the base and surrounding area is going to come out and we're going to do like a four-day barbecue softball tournament ruck march type stuff get out there so we can show the community what we're doing and kind of get the word out there that's awesome then i don't know if you guys have ever heard about the run ranger run program have you guys ever heard about that story you know, I've, I've heard about it. I, I, I'm not that educated on it. Yeah, so, I mean, each year they go out and they try to raise uh, money for the Gallant Few, an organization that's really trying to support veterans. And it all started with, uh, in 2012, with an individual by the name of Corporal Corey Smith, who was part of 3rd Ranger Battalion. And uh, he had deployed to combat twice and experienced, you know, having his friends killed and wounded. And his uh, own marriage yeah. was kind of failing and decided to highlight the difficult journey home that many soldiers um, have from leaving the army by undergoing a very public and very difficult journey home himself. It just so happened it was 565 miles and his goal was to do it in 28 days. You know, his goal was to end the, the run with his daughter in his arms. And, and so that journey of what he actually did in accomplishing that is now something that they do each year. And it sounds very similar to what you guys are hoping to do here with Mother of All Rucks Foundation is trying to bring. That yeah, that sounds of, awesome. Yeah. Trying to bring that type of awareness at the same token. It brings a community together, you know, and I mean a community, meaning people who are in the private sector and have never served but embrace the military as well as those veterans 
um, sure. who served along with you. You know, we and and that's what's great about the veteran community. Um, you know, we've all been there. We've all done the same things, and and we've all seen our friends or ourselves had ha, have had hardships at some point. So when you do this type of thing, the biggest thing is getting it out in front of people. You know, you you can you can have a five one three C or a five hundred one, and and you know try to do great things, getting out to communities is so important. And, you know, doing podcasts, doing radio, doing TV and social media, it, it all brings that community together. And then all of a sudden you have something really special. Brotherhood brings in the brotherhood. Yeah. Brings in the brotherhood, you know, and uh, that's something that we've been talking a lot about ourselves. You know, I was mentioned to JR that we've got a movement that's going on at this moment where we're trying to bring that, that same thing together of a community of like-minded people. And, um, you know, that's sort of what you're doing as well through this march is trying to bring that awareness and that understanding. And like you guys said, carry that load for those individuals who can't carry it for you. And, and what's the goal that you guys are looking at at the conclusion of this thing? What's the expectation? Well, at the end goal, um, our publicist, she's out of D.C., and we've, we're talking with her and trying to coordinate so we can get up in front of the House and the Senate actually before they take their break in July. Uh, when we go before them, we our main topics is going to be, you know, how are we going to help and treat, um, you know, veterans that are suffering from PTSD and getting the care and the help that they actually need. Um, you know, it's prevention of suicide. Um, you know, the new VA hospital that's made headlines out there in Aurora, Colorado, um, you know, for various reasons, over budget, the whole nine yards. I mean, we just found out, I think it was about a month and a half, two months ago, that they they removed the PTSD section from that hospital. Oh, wow. You know, the clinic. So, you know, now it goes back to, you know, these guys that have been getting treatment and been told, hey, you guys can go to the Aurora Clinic or, the, you know, the hospital. And now all of a sudden it's not going to be there. So now they get to go back up to Nebraska or find you know, another facility that they can get treated at. Colorado has a large military population. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And, and that makes entirely no sense to me whatsoever. And Zero. What, was, what was some of the justification that came out of that decision? You know, it was about a five-paragraph blurb on Nine News out of Denver, and that was all that was mentioned about it. Um, I just happened to find it because one of my friends tagged me in the post, so I started reading it, and really the majority of it was this Marine that was, don't quote me on it, but I think he was at some place in Nebraska getting his treatment um, for six weeks, and they told him to go back down to Aurora because, you know, that's where he's from, and he'll get his treatment there, and, and now he's wondering what does he need, what, what can he do, and where does he need to turn to, um, you know, to get continuous treatment. You know, each of us have like our own personal stories of knowing individuals. And Jr., you mentioned to me one that I don't know if you want to share uh, on the podcast about one of your friends and some of the struggles that that individual had in, in reaching that kind of point that really helps motivate you each day. Yeah, I mean, I won't say his name because, you know, because uh, I, I just haven't asked him if we could do it. But, yeah, I mean, I've known, the, known this gentleman for over 30 years. Um, he was going through a lot of personal issues and... You know, he called me on top of the mountain. He said he's he's done. He's lost everything, um, to include his daughter. You know, after we had lengthy conversations, he finally came down to the house, and I wanted to get him, obviously get him help. So we called the VA, you know, a suicide hotline, and we were told, 
you know, they can't do anything, go down to this, you know, VA station. So we called those guys, uh, actually drove down there to have him get seen. And they told them, you know, sorry, we can't see you for another four weeks. And then, the, you know, another place we called was six weeks. So it ended up coming down to a contact I had um, with my VSO. I called him late at night, asked him if there was anything that we could do and, you know, explained the situation. And he gave me a gentleman's number that we called. And then by, you know, 11 o'clock the next morning, you know, he had already called me back and had another appointment set up so he could go see somebody within the VA. Got him um, to the VSO. He called and we had an appointment for 1130 the following morning. And, you know, there, I just talked to him a week and a half ago when I was at home. And he, you know, continuously tells me, you know, he, one, thanks me uh, for doing what I did. But he knows that there's a, obviously a bigger issue that's going on. Um, because if I wasn't there to help him and didn't have the contacts, then he's like, dude, I would probably be dead by now. So, you know, this is the reason why we're doing what we're doing and we're just going to continue to help vets. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a sad reality that we all know of, and we hear it too often, I think, out there. And, you know, I've heard stories of individuals calling the uh, the hotline and, and not getting any assistance, or it's difficult to get through. And I know there's been organizations that's actually created hotlines themselves where they're actually talking to a real veteran and somebody who's experienced some of the same things that can help them, you know, who's been trained, obviously, to help them get through some of that. Uh, and, and it's kind of a shame. And I mean, I'm hoping that you guys get the opportunity to stand in front of these guys who put out a lot of money and make a lot of decisions in their minds, hoping that or thinking that that money is going in the right ways and being used to make, um, you know, to, to help our veterans. And unfortunately, it's not. And I don't know how much regulation needs to happen or how many times that people need to present that information before something actually occurs and an action is taken. But to this point, it just doesn't seem like there's been enough. And I know, Scott, you experience um, similar stories or even far worse over in the UK. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, it's such a worthy cause that you guys are doing. And it's a truly international crisis almost because, you know, you, you've got the statistics in, in the US saying that 22 people per day committing suicide and taking their own lives and the UK whilst it isn't that high as a ratio of veterans is probably a similar percentage but if it's one person it's one too many and there's not enough being done centrally from the government in both our countries to to help people who are coming back from combat and, and really struggling and so just put what you're doing into perspective for me in scope because I've, I've got zero geographical uh, idea of the US and how many miles it is from one side to the other. So where are you going from and where are you going to? Uh, what's what's the square? What's the what's the, the uh, you, you guys work off of uh, kilometers, but from north, no, we, north we're miles. We can okay. work in miles. How many kilometers is it from where to where? The, from the, I say northern England to, to southern England. Ooh. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they work in miles. So, wh how many miles would that be, Scott? Maybe look at it that way. You you can put it in yards, miles, or kilometers. I still <laughs> you still wouldn't know. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> how many miles are you guys going? It's twenty-two miles per day. How many miles totally are you going? So, so if you walked across the UK five hundred billion times, that's how far. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> 
America's huge. <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, basically, twenty six hundred miles. San Diego to Washington D.C. San Diego, Diego to Washington, Washington D.C. Yeah, two thousand six hundred miles. That's an awesome effort, lads. Awesome. It's it's got to raise a, a massive amount of awareness, really. And and I think that the, the thing that stands out for me with what you're doing, and whilst people may look at walking as uh, less strenuous activity, to do twenty two miles per day, day in day out, the continuous effort of it the the resilience that's needed to do that is is what stands out for me to be able to keep doing that day after day when your feet are sore and your feet are aching that's that's the the challenge part of it i guess uh, for you guys yeah we're old (laughs) (laughs) on top of that yeah age takes a play so i'm not only that but having served in the military for as long as you guys have i mean we all know our knees are bad geez my knees you know, well, I've got probably more problems uh, all over, but definitely knees and taking a rucksack and putting it on your back and, and doing these types of marches again. And, and we're not talking about flat terrain, by the way. So uh, that's going to take quite a toll on you guys. Me, let me put so my, my own perspective on it. I've had my, my right knee reconstructed. I've had my right shoulder operated three times, my left shoulder operated on three or two times. I've had neck surgery and back surgery. 49 years old and I still get up every morning. Yeah, you're a little tight that first uh, mile to a half mile, uh, but as we hit our marks, uh, we, we, we can go further, but we know every step of the way we can pay for it the next day. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And so recently you guys had a, a good experience because I know when you guys started, one of the concerns was is you know, where are you guys going to sleep and where are you guys going to stay? And, and you were looking for a motor home or something like that where you can maybe cut some of the costs down. And not only that, but just be able to probably hang out together and such and and uh, stay, you know, closer to the road that you're you're walking on. So uh, tell us what happened recently, because I think it's a pretty cool story in itself. We were we were getting the trailer and the uh, the Jeep wrapped with our sponsor logos and while we were at the, the marketing place that does our printing and does our, our graphic, uh, graphics and stuff for our vehicles, uh, we noticed that they had an RV sitting on their lot. They were taking some vinyl off of, and, and it was just an old beat-up RV. And, and luck, lucky for us, uh, the gentleman that owned the RV came in to kind of check on it and see you know, what he owed to, to pick this RV up. And he started talking to us, and it turns out his wife is running for Senate in Arizona, and they just loved what we were doing, and they backed the military. So he said, hey, you know what? We're not using this RV this next year. We were just going to take the wrap off of it and maybe donate it somewhere. We'd like to donate it to you guys. And uh, we, were, we were all in shock seriously going to donate this RV to us because we've been looking for months for one and uh, they did they 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 weren't talk they they came through they met us at the event that we had in uh, in Mesa at Dos Gringos we had a we had an event at a bar raising raising awareness and money and they came out and they damn sure brought the title and the keys for the RV and they let us have it 
That's an awesome story. And I understand that you guys have something special in mind for this thing as far as the looks of it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. It's going to look like an 810 Warhog. Which I'm, I'm pretty excited and stoked about that. Of course, you got to have the horn that does the whole burt, you know, the, the whole. Uh, it's already got teeth and a tail. and. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What are you guys going to do if all of a sudden you're marching down the road here and uh, you turn around like Forrest Gump and you find out you got about 100 other veterans walking along with you? Well, it's already happened. Well, hopefully just shake all their hands, tell them thank you for your service, and drive on the next miles we have to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Because, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people start hearing about what you guys are doing and want to play some part of it. You know, I mean, there are a lot of veterans out there that feel the same way that you guys do, and I could certainly see that they start following you guys and knowing where you are and think, uh, hey, if nothing else, I'll just meet them out by the road and, and uh, walk 20 miles, walk 30 miles or whatever that day and uh, be a part of the fellowship. I think it'd be a pretty cool experience. So, so we're trying, what we're trying to do as we move across the country, um, because, because there is that interest, people do want to get out and they, they want to be a part of it. What we're trying to do is uh, as we get outside of Arizona, there's a lot more areas that are safer for people to walk with us on like the side roads and stuff. Because coming through California and Arizona, it was pretty dangerous. We, were, we went through a lot of terrain and hills in California, a lot of desert. And, and we don't want anyone to come out and, and get hurt and dehydrated. So Texas is a little bit better. And uh, New Mexico, there's going to be some better roads where we're going to actually put our location out and invite people out. Dude, you're starting to get right here. It's coming in. You know, we're in spring now. Summer's going to be creeping up. And you start getting into places like Texas and the lower southeast you know, it can quickly turn to 90, 100 degrees rather quickly, even at the end of May. Yeah, and, that, and we're, we're very aware of that. And when we do have people coming out because we don't know them personally, we're, we're very careful with where we're going to invite people out to walk with us. Yeah, you and bet. That's more anything, uh, not only our safety, but their safety. Um, you, know, you never know who's going to come out. Uh, but we're, we are putting those community events together. And they're going to start going out on social media a lot more in the next couple of weeks so we can get people involved. I know your goal, too, is to raise some awareness, but it's also to get $250,000 in total donations for, you know, this first ruck march um, that can really go 100%, as I understand it, directly to the support of those that, you know, protected our way of life. And so maybe you guys can talk a little bit more about the foundation itself. We talked a little bit in the very beginning of the show about the 501c3, but really, you know, this is not to just bring awareness through Washington and through America, but also um, to be able to, to give some something back in return. So, so not only are we trying to raise awareness, that's only one, that's only one aspect of what we're doing. We're trying right. to help individuals on an individual basis as well. Uh, there's, a, there's a gentleman out here, a Purple Heart recipient that was with First Cav in the Army, um, he has a traumatic brain injury, but he still busts his ass every day. He's trying to become a Paralympic uh, athlete. And guys like that, we, we want to, guys and gals like that, we're trying to report. Like, uh, we're remodeling his home for him, parts of his home, so him and his wife have a better, you know, they, so they have ease of life in, in the house. They have better quality of life. So we're, we're doing that right now. And 
rise above remodeling out in Glendale, Arizona, they're doing about a $45,000 remodel of his home. And those are the types of things that we're trying to do for individuals. Yeah, which is really cool. And of course, you can't do it as well without not just the individuals who want to donate, which you can do by going to their website at moarfoundation.org, but also through some of the sponsorship. There are a lot of really cool sponsors that are out there that support uh, the military community and veteran community. Uh, You already have some of those listed on your page. But there, yeah, there are some really good benefits that you guys can provide. But also, again, 100% of the proceeds are going into directly to uh, provide the type of assistance, um, you know, and and help these individuals on their day-to-day lives. Let let me clarify that because a lot of people that hear that don't always believe that that can be the case. Um, Let's say, let's say someone out there sees what we're doing they like what they're doing and they want to donate they donate a thousand dollars to the to the mission a thousand dollars goes to a veteran we don't take a salary from it we don't use it to buy lunch meat for sandwiches we don't use it to buy new boots a thousand dollars will go to helping someone directly uh black rifle coffee company was uh a big sponsor they sent us a check for $5,000. Two days later, we had a veteran in Florida that needed money to pay off, off the training of a service dog off for himself, a traumatic brain. Uh, he also has a traumatic brain injury. He spent money that was donated to us from Black Rifle Coffee Company. A couple days later, every penny of it went to buying this guy his dog that's being uh, delivered from Canada uh, this month. Yeah. On the 22nd of this month, we're going out to Florida to give this guy his dog that's been being trained for two years to help him. Yeah. And I, and JNR and I talked a lot about this on uh, the telephone about how a lot of cases, you know, you hear stuff and I'm glad you clarified that. Thanks a lot, Paul, for doing that because there's so many of them that'll actually make a statement about, you know, hundred percent of the proceeds and those types of things. But I mean, what you're really describing is every penny. So how do you go through the vetting process? People are going to probably want to know that to actually identify which veterans get that type of aid. Well, so it's, there's so many people that need, that need help out there. And the, the only thing that we can do as individuals is look at, look at who requests help, talk to them, um, meet with them and, you know, we're doing the best, the best things that we can as five individuals. We, we make the decisions together as to who we're going to help. Um, and, and you know what? As we start making more money, it'll be easier because we can help more people. But right now at the grassroots, we're, we're just trying to help the individuals that are the most deserving and, you know, have, have the most, you know, to gain from what we can do. I think it's amazing the way you, you, you're helping people. And, and like you said, every, every penny goes back to the people who need it. Yeah, what, pretty- yeah what, what do you guys need? What If, if there's people out there who, who, who want to help out you, so the donation is one side of it and that goes to the foundation. What about you guys to help you get through your walk? What, what do you need? Have, have you got all your boots? Have you got your food? You've got the RV, obviously. If, if, if any of the listeners are able to, to help in, in a, a non-financial way as well as a financial way, sure. 
what were you guys like? Um, because of the situation we're in, because we do give all the money from the foundation back, um, we've set up uh, a rally.org page that pays for, like, if you donate to that page, it goes directly to the team needs, like gas money uh, for us to buy water, for us to buy food, uh, maintenance on, you know, vehicles. So we do have that in place. We don't push that as hard as we should probably because we want more money built up for the veterans. Sure. We do have, we do have a, uh, a web, a website where you can go and donate to the team as well so that we can continue the mission. Um, you know, we sell our t-shirts, we sell, you know, hats, knives, uh, different things like that, that, that we made a brand and that money goes back to us. But you know what? Again, that's not, that's not the main focus. It's great when someone, you know, buys our, t-shirts and our hats and stuff because that helps us as individuals um but but we're trying to raise as much money for vets as possible so those things are just kind of a luxury for us right now but one feeds the other i guess doesn't it you know you you've got to be able to keep going day on day to be able to raise that money so there's Um, there's definitely a, a need for it there if we don't have food or calorie intake we can't walk if we don't have water we can't walk right course those those things are amazing and they're just as important but we 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 just don't promote them as much i guess and and we should yeah so i mean some of those ways like you were talking about t-shirts hats patches those types of things motherruckerusa.com is a way in which that you can buy some of the apparel i mean if that's something that's more important to you or going to the the rally site uh which what's the what's the address direct address for that paul uh, in case they're interested in that yeah, if you, if you go, so if you go to motherruckerusa.com, you can see all of our swag on there, all of our products, and they're all great. I mean, we've we kind of vetted what we wanted to put on there. We didn't want to put out, you know, a cheap T-shirt and sell it for thirty bucks. You're getting a quality shirt, you're getting a quality hat, all of our patches, the knives we sell, the mugs, everything is actually really good quality, and we use it every day. Uh, the rally.org page, do you have that, Jr. I can send that. Um, I mean, I can either send it over to you, but it's it's not necessarily just rally.org, you know, and just the name. Um, it, you know, it's just, just a website that they created, but um, it's basically rally.org forward slash f forward slash four a one a one s l u m n x. We'll text so it to you. Yeah, text, text <laughs> What I'll do is I'll put it on the podcast page so that uh, when people click in to listen to the podcast, they'll have a direct link. So while they're listening to this, they can easily just open up the app or the um, the episode, and they'll be able to hit the link and go right to it. And, of course, yeah. We, you, yeah. we, wanted, to, we wanted to make it as hard as possible for anyone <laughs> to give us <laughs> You guys ought to at least put a direct link on your Mother Rucker USA page or something, uh, you know, just in case. We'll probably end up doing it. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the best thing. Hey, and and you guys, you know, JR, I had mentioned to you that we're going to be out next weekend at uh, the Best Ranger competition down at Fort Benning, Georgia. And I don't know if you guys are going to be out that way. But when... You know what? We have one of, our, uh, one of our social media like athletes that we, that a guy that we love tech nasty from Instagram, he's competing with the guys from Hawaii. And, uh, 
I hope you guys get to get to talk to him. He is a super, super good dude. Always has a great attitude, and uh, I hope he does great out there. It's very hard to talk to those guys. Usually we're around the Fry's Tower and everything. There's about, I think there's four stations or five stations that are actually around that little circle area. And uh, every once in a while, you get a chance to maybe, if you're standing there, they'll they'll get a break at one of the uh, the tents and everything that they're at. And, you know, people can come up to a roped-in area and they can chat for a minute. But um, you'll have to have them, you'll definitely have to have them uh, look out for us and everything. We'll have our Mentors for Military t-shirts on and we'll be strolling around for sure and doing some live stuff. So you know, uh, I'll have, have JR send you his uh, Instagram handle too uh, because he's a good dude, real good dude. Yeah, so I, I want to, you know, recap and everything that you guys are walking all the way from San Diego to Washington, D.C. And then, of course, the the objective here is to meet with um, a lot of the people that are in the House and the Senate and have a conversation with them about some of the struggles that our veterans are having, specifically around PTSD, TBI, Veterans Administration, suicide, all of those types of things, and, and kind of yep. have a dialogue uh, in that. And through that, you're going to be walking across the U.S., and they can find out more information by going to the moarfoundation.org page so they can see exactly where you are, follow you on that, donate to your cause. 100% of those proceeds go directly to helping veterans and the and uh, the mission there that supports them. None of it goes in your pockets, but we'll attach within the podcast page um, a website that they can go to if they want to support you in personally or uh, you can go to motherruckerusa.com and pick up some of the swag, whether it's a hat, patch, t-shirts, those types of things. And I love what you guys are doing and all supporting uh, behind it. And if there's anything that we can do, just let us know. And uh, sure. if, if you guys are, are strutting through Colorado here coming up, I know next Friday there's an event actually in Colorado Springs if you're going to be up that way next Friday. I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, we'll never, ever come to Colorado because it's too hot. <laughs> i'm with you on that totally makes sense myself yeah too hills. high he means hills not too many hills high. yes 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 well there's a little bit of both going on there for sure well really enjoyed having you guys on the podcast wish you nothing but uh, success along this route and what we may do is check in with you periodically and see how things are going oh definitely we would love that um yeah i, t- I told the guys when we got cut off before when uh jr's phone was going to catch on fire this is probably the best podcast i've done in a long time it's awesome oh appreciate that really appreciate that and i know that there's going to be a lot of people that's going to be listening to this globally but those especially that are in the u.s that are veterans or those that support the veterans whether it's an leo community or you know uh, firefighters whatever the case may be you know, if, if you follow the page and you're able to follow what they're doing, there are so many different ways that you can help support them, even by being by the roadside, clapping and cheering them on as they're going on the way. I know that'll definitely help motivate you. 22 miles with a rucksack on your back. That's no easy feat. You know what? It's, it's harder than it looks sometimes. Appreciate it, brothers. Appreciate you guys coming on for sure. And uh, again, wish you much success. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. Instagram, and at Facebook by searching at Mentors, the number four M-I-L, and please subscribe to our podcast. It's free, and it ensures you're the first to hear our latest podcast show. We have several options depending upon your device, and we're at iTunes, SoundCloud, at Stitcher, and at TuneIn Radio. Hey everyone, Robert here. I love supporting veteran-owned companies, and Mentors for Military recently partnered with Skeleton Optics to offer a 10% discount to our listeners. That's right, 10%. 
These aren't your regular run-of-the-mill sunglasses, by the way. The frames are handcrafted in Italy with Zeiss Vision lenses. Use the code mentors for mil or mentors the number 4 mil at skeletonoptics.com and you'll receive your 10% discount automatically at checkout. Hurry up and get on over there to support a veteran-owned company.